This is a production of JetWit.com. Special thanks to U.S. Jet AA and Claire for their support. Hello and welcome to the Jetosphere podcast, the podcast about things related to the Jet Alumni Association community, broadly defined. I'm Stephen Horowitz. I was an ALT in Aichiken Kariyashi from 1992 to 1994, and our guest today is Ryan Hata. And Ryan, you were in which prefecture? I was in Totori from 2014 to 2017. 2014 to 27. So you've been back five years. Wow, that Gosh. just kind of, yeah, I can't believe it's been a lot to you. To me, that feels really short because you you have you have gotten involved in the Jet Alumni community on so many different levels that people don't even know about. So to me, that's pretty amazing that within five years you've done that. But to you, you're probably like, wow, I'm getting old. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna try to introduce you now and say everything that I know about you. Some of it might be accurate and some might not be so accurate. So feel free as I say things or afterwards, then you can correct and fill things in. Okay. Okay, sounds good. So, so you're in Totori, Totori from 2014 to 2017. And what was the town you were in? I was in Totori city. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> right near the sand dunes, that's the the, the biggest uh, landmark. The sand okay. I never- Have I you been? I, no, I don't think I ever made it. I always mix up Totori and, to, what's the other one? Shimane? No, no, no. Totori, and there's another one with a T. Toyama? No, not Toyama. Tochiki? Tochiki. Yeah, <laughs> I think Bruce Feiler, who wrote Learning to Bow, I think he was in Tochigi, which is, north of Tokyo, but Totori is, where's Totori? It's uh, Wait, map right here. Oh, perfect. Well, that's not gonna help our listeners, but. Oh, but it's it's like, well, the closest major city would be Osaka. And it, it was like oh, a, okay. a three hour bus ride. So anytime I wanted to leave the prefecture, I would have to go take a, a bus to to like Namba in Osaka, unless I wanted to go to Tokyo because there were, I think eight or nine daily flights from Totori's airport to Tokyo. Okay, wait, let's, oh yeah, there's Totori. Yeah, you're next to Hyogo and Okoyama. Yeah. And Tochigi is way up above Saitama and below Fukushima. Okay. This is helpful. You'd think that I already knew this, but I, I really didn't know this stuff. Okay, so you're in Totori, in Totori city. And what was the yes. city like? Is it like a, just like an average size city or was there anything special about it? I mean, like I mentioned, we we're pretty close to the sand dunes. There was a sand museum every summer, like right a when sand? I got on jet. Did you say a sand, a sand museum? Yeah, a sand museum. A museum of sand. Yes, so they bring in international folks every year to, you know, they have a theme and they usually do a country or a region. And yeah, they, they talk about, or they, they, they go in there and use, you know, only water to create these massive sand sculptures. And so I don't know how they get oh, it to wow. actually stick together because it's so natural. This is like the off the beat. This is like the stuff that only the jets know that I, if, when I, when I make it back to Japan, which I'm hoping to do in the next couple of years, um, 
I want to go to all these things that like that you wouldn't know unless you talk to other jets. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to find that out, but I would never think about Totori and a sand dunes or and a, and a sand museum. But I guess it makes sense now. Okay, so and you're from Hawaii originally, right? I am. But and you're living in New York City now, right? I'm living in New York City now, and I interviewed for Jet in San Francisco. Okay, so this is getting. So weird. I'm all over the place. <laughs> You're all over the place. Okay, why and why San Francisco? Oh, I was doing uh, my first master's there in Asian American studies at San Francisco State. Okay, and then in what part of Hawaii were you from? Honolulu or somewhere? I'm else? from Honolulu. Mm -hmm. And where are you living in New York? Well, actually, technically, I'm living in New Jersey now, and I'm in Jersey City. I made it out of boroughs. Ah, how's that? Do you feel stigmatized? No, not at no, all. I mean, no, I also, I, I enjoy it a lot too, just because there are, I guess, more amenities. I, I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, yeah, I've got a gym in my apartment. I've got an in-unit washer dryer, you know, things. I have a concierge service, so people aren't stealing my packages like they did <laughs> up in Manhattan. I call them, what do they say? Porch pirates? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, okay. So you've discovered the joys of New Jersey living. That's good. So, and I know that, so I know you're from Hawaii and I know you're in New York now. And I know that I first met you when you were on jet and you were the, you, I don't know if you got elected or appointed to the position of a jet director of alumni resources. Is that it? That's correct. Yeah. I was the inaugural position. person for that. Yeah. Oh, you were the first one. Mm -hmm. It was director of alumni resources, and there was a director of alumni relations. That's correct. Yeah. That my, was, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Who? who oh, I was going to say, yeah. My good, my, my good friend Ashley O'Neill was the director of right. alumni relations at the time, and she's an Australian jet from Hyogo. So right. So she was, and I remember getting to know her, and then you, and how did you get appointed or elected to that position? I believe I was appointed. I mean, I, I applied and then, yeah, they just, I guess, I don't know how many folks were thrown, you know, put their name in the hat and then they just, I guess, chose me out of all of the, the applicants that they received. And so, and I think I was trying to figure out, okay, so how do I help these eight, these two AJET people in these positions get connected with the alumni community? And I think, one of the things you ended up doing was posting, no wait, what, do you remember? What was the first thing? You were posting jobs or you were welcoming people? I was, yes, there, there's a the big oh, uh, Facebook jet. group, right? So we kind of, you know, connected on, on the Jetwit side. So we did, well, like job job postings. So there's there's a, a Facebook group. It's since been rebranded as the JetAI and Agent Job Listings Facebook group. And I remember, having less than you know triple digit members on that and i think you know, we've yeah. grown exponentially since then and it's been more organic but yeah i started that way back in i think 2015 you know my second year and yeah i, I remember like having to to go through and i was excited to find international jobs for current jets and, and jet alumni just because there was no kind of database and space i mean i didn't realize jetwood was so popular and we thought like oh what what kind of platform do folks use utilize a lot 
And so we, we kind of did both. Like I would post it on Jetwit or we would have someone post it on Jetwit, but we would also have this kind of database using the Facebook groups. And we still, and that's still the system. It's still, still the system, but I don't post every day. I, I don't know if I annoyed some folks, but no. you know, like it's like three or four different jobs a day. I think people love it. I mean, I know when I've been looking for work, like just getting job listings popping up makes gives you a little bit of uh, what's it called, the serotonin or the whatever that makes you feel good for just a little bit, even if it's not the job for you. Just seeing a new job pop up can make can get you through like the next hour or something. But and the way it works, and and what's what's really amazing about Ryan is that so he started doing that I guess in 2015 and collaborating with me on Jetwit to to share job listings. And he's still doing it. And over the years, I've had different people who at times I find to volunteer and help with job listings and they've all been terrific. But at some point they hit a point where they're like, okay, that's enough after a year or two. And they're like, I don't have time for this or it's just, you know, I wanna do other things with my time and that's fine. But Ryan's still doing it. And because of that, we've gotten to know each other a lot more. And, and you still, so when I get, the way Jetwit Jobs works is, People send jet listing, job listings to me, and it used to just be me, but now they actually know Ryan a lot more, so that a lot of times they send them to Ryan. But if I, and, and then if I get it, I just forward it to Ryan. He sends it to the Jetwit Jobs Google group, and then he also takes it and posts it to the AJet Jobs and the JetAI AJet Jobs Facebook group. So it's reaching Jet alumni and current Jets. And then we have somebody else, Sydney Sparrow, who when she sees it go on the Jetwit Jobs Google group, she then posts it to the jetwit.com site. And that's how it sort of gets out there. And now Bahia, Simons Lane at USJetAA, she also gets the job listings from us or we get them from her, or we all share. And then she puts them out through her USJetAA channels. So we're really, there's no center to, to JetAA. So this is sort of the the closest hodgepodge to a center in terms of distribution. And we also have it on, on Twitter, right, Stephen? Oh yeah, Tom Baker, some years ago, was a Tokyo-based uh, writer and journalist who's a gentleman. He asked me if he could run the Twitter feed and I had set it up and then just never did anything with it. So I don't, does he, does he put out I don't even know if he puts the job listings there or not. He, he does. He, he does, yeah, because one of, one of the- Oh, that's um, great, I'm not on Twitter really. Yeah, one of the employers emailed me and said, hey, can, can we get this, this job on Twitter? And then I, I had to look at Jetwood's Twitter and I was like, oh, Tom already posted it. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so it, okay. yeah, we're reaching more people than you thought. Yeah, I, you know, you think, you think like I'm in charge and I know what's going on, but I, you know, it's really sort of more uh, an organic mass of people who are making this all happen, which is really cool, which is really, which is really cool. I mean, you think about when you started with the Ajet jobs group and it's just a handful of people and then it, you know, there was, there was a real need for that. So, yeah. And um, now more people are just posting on it, you know, on their own. And so that's, that's the beauty of it. Like you had mentioned being organic, like now I don't have to be the only person posting job openings. It's others that, you know, have potentially found their job through that, that they want to give back, you know, they're saying, Hey, now I have a job opening and, and this would be a great fit for Jet alumnus to, to you know, be hired for, so. And Anna, and I always, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name correctly, has been, who's a current Jet uh, mm -hmm. 
know how to pronounce her last name? Avazian? That sounds great, Stephen. Yeah, but yeah, she's, she's the, new, the new director uh, of alumni resources and she's been doing right. a great job, you know, posting yeah. jobs and she's, she's kind of taking it along, you know, a step further where she's actually looking for jobs specifically for what the members wanted. I remember right. they, a lot of that, she put a poll out and they said that they wanted more jobs in Japan. Yep. And so that's what she's been doing. You know, she's been posting. I think she's she's gotten back to posting one or two jobs a day as well. So thank you so much, Anna, for keeping that group going and active. Yeah, I see her name constantly and it's great. And now that, that feeds, so then we take those and put them on JetWid and they go on US Jetta and they go out on Twitter. And, you know, so now we're all kind of sharing that it's, and it's really great because she's really got her finger on the pulse more and what's going on in Japan, which is so helpful for the, for the current Jets and for the Jet alum community. And then, so let's see, so back to the introduction. So then when you were finishing up on, on uh, JET and we knew that you were coming back, there was, you weren't aware of this at the time, but there was like kind of an un, unofficial competition going on among the chapter leaders to see who could get Ryan to move to the, to the city for their chapter. We're like, oh, we gotta get Ryan to come to New York. No, 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 we gotta get Ryan to go to, to Denver. We gotta get him to go to San Francisco or whatever. Cause everybody knew you were very active, you know and really kind of knew what was going on. They're like, oh, we gotta get him in our chapter. So I think that's the first time that there's ever been you know, something like, like high school recruiting for college kind of actually like, I mean, it wasn't, I, I don't think anybody bribed you or offered you like a shoebox full of cash or anything like that. But anyway, but you made the right decision and you came to New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess to take it, you know, step back while I was still on jet and a part of a jet, we're able to go to Tokyo headquarters and we would, Every three years, there's a JEDA International host an international meeting. And so back in 2016, I think this was actually for the celebration of the, the 30th anniversary of the, the JET program. And then I know, I think stateside, we celebrated in 2017. But yeah, in November, I believe in 2016, I was, I was one of the delegates, a current JET, and was able to meet right. Monica Yuki there. Uh-huh. And... And she, at the time, she was one of the country, the U.S. country reps. And uh -huh. so I had known already that I was going to move to New York because I got into grad school and I had actually deferred for a year. So I knew the third year was going to be my final year on JET. And I knew I was going to move to New York just because, yeah, I already deferred. And so I committed to going to teacher's college. Yeah. And so that's when I first met Monica. And, you know, I think that's how I, I immediately got involved with the JET Alumni Association in New York because of that connection. And oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm still part of it to this day. Yeah, and, and for, for listeners who don't know Monica Yuki, she was the JETA New York president for a little while. And then she became a country rep for, the, for JETA USA for a while. And, she, and now she's on the JETA USA Board of Advisors, but she has done, it, it's hard to do justice in a, in a few seconds to sort of how much she's contributed to the growth of, of Jetta and, the, and a lot of positive things. But she'll be on this, we'll have her on the podcast soon. So anyway, okay, so then you come back to New York, you joined Jetta New York, or as it's often called, Jetani, rhymes with mm -hmm. Armani. That was a Li Shan Huang contribution. I think he was the one that came up with it. Anyway, and then you were, I think you were the secretary of the chapter for a little while. 
I was the no 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 not that far in advance no no I I, I was the membership and career development chair for a couple okay. of years. Okay, and now you're the vice president. Yeah, now I'm the vice president. I've been the vice president the past couple of years. Okay, and what's it like being being involved with a large chapter like New York? What's the oh I I, I love it like we have so many events and so many diverse events for folks. Yeah, like we have kind of routine monthly or weekly events like the Nihongo Dakes that happen every Monday. We have book club that happens pretty, you know, monthly. Uh, we have cooking streams that happen monthly. We have craft nights. We have uh, Monica does Razio Taiso on Fridays. But then we have, you know, larger scale events. And that's kind of what drew me to, to being a part of, more part of and involved with Jatani. And you know, something that I've missed the past couple of years because of COVID is, is the boat cruise. And I oh, think, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's so sad to say, like, this is, you know, the Claire folks, this is a great opportunity for them to, you know, we take boat cruise and we go past the Statue of Liberty and the sunset and everything. And, and you know, they get to see the Statue of Liberty up close in person. I mean, that's something that they're really looking forward to to going on every year. And a group of Claire folks that are leaving us, you know, in a in a couple of weeks actually, or maybe you know next month. Four of them, they wouldn't have experienced that. That's a really great event that I enjoy. I I always enjoy the the Bone Enkai every year. My my personal favorite is you know the Meishi Exchange. Kind of going oh, along man. the lines of what 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 I've been doing, you know, while I was part of AJET is just you know helping. Jet alumni find jobs and connect people with each other. That's what I love and, and I'm passionate about doing. And and you have a, in addition to all this, you have a, a day job that pays the bills. Also, is that correct? I do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I work as a program manager for the Jerome A. Chazen Institute for Global Business at Columbia Business School. And actually, I got the job from one of the, you know, Jatani members uh, kind of recommended me for it, Amber Leon. You know, she was leaving and then said that there would be this kind of opportunity in this role that they're thinking of creating for doing like events and things. And that's something that I was really passionate about doing for Jatani. And then it helped me and helped translate into, you know, my day job. Oh, that's great. And that, that's a role, I mean, the, the role you're in and the office you're in, there's been a JET alum there for a good while because before Amber was Katrina Barnes, right? Yes, and, I, and, and also my current colleague, uh, Melissa Spooner, Issa, um, oh, also a former, former country rep. Yeah, she's, she's my colleague. Oh, and then, great. And then our supervisor, Josh, Joshua Sapphire, right. also did JET in the 90s. So right. yeah, there, there are a few of us that are, are there. And before before Kat was Jennifer O'Lion. Do you know Jen? Yeah, we actually just uh, connected her and her husband. Her husband's Adam Galinsky. He's a professor at uh, right. Columbia Business School, and he's doing his sabbatical in Hawaii. And I got to meet yeah. up with them while they're in Hawaii. So, yeah, then, she's great. <laughs> before that was Yvonne Thurman. Do you know Yvonne at all? She was a chap. She was the New York chapter president when I got to New York in like '98, I think. Or 99. She's the she's the earliest Jetta New York president that I remember. And now she's actually in DC, uh, which is where I live in the DC area. And she was at the, I think at the Chazen Institute also. I could be wrong about that. So this is one oh, of the wow. Yeah. So there's like a long history. You're part of a long, long uh 
lineage of Jet alums at the at the Columbia Business School. And now, in addition to your role, so you so you you had a role with AJet, and you have a on you've had a really ongoing role with Jetwit, and now you play a big part in in running it with me. And then you're on the you're one of the officers for Jet in New York. And in addition to that, you have a role with Jet AA International. Can you tell Correct. us more? About that? Yeah, so I guess it it started off, you know, kind of back in in the 2015-2016 year, JEDA International, I guess, kind of rebirth because there was going to be this big celebration for the 30th anniversary of the JET program in 2016. And I remember, you know, some folks reaching out to me, and in particular, Matt Gillum, who I believe was on on the podcast, you know, a couple of times. And so what what I was doing was lending my hand as the, you know, their as part of their bylaws, part of their bylaws, a JET member would be on the board for that. And so that's how I kind of got involved with JETA International initially, was being on an advisory role as a current JET. And then thankfully, I got on board as a board of advisors kind of in a more permanent role as an alumnus after I, I left JET. So yeah, right now we're in the midst of planning, hopefully planning for this year's international meet, but we'll see with who knows what kind of COVID variants might surprise us after mm -hmm. Omicron. <laughs> but yeah, hoping we could do it uh, in person in November. Because I, I, what I always realize is, and, and then I went through this also, like when I first got involved with my chapter, with the New York chapter, I was the newsletter editor. And so I was just trying to get my head around what this chapter is. And, you know, and I'd been going to stuff for a couple of years, happy hours and stuff. So then I got a better sense of like what's, you know, involved in a chapter and I got to know the other officers and see what they do. And then I got to go to a national conference and then I got a sense, oh, there's all these other chapters out there and they're all doing different things. And they've got, you know, some of the similar, some of the same challenges and some very different challenges than our chapter. And then I got to go to, back in 2004, I got to go to a JEDAA international conference um, which was held in Japan as a New York representative. And I think that was the last one where there was literally one person from every chapter around the world went along with the country representatives and stuff. Like they used to, for a few years, they did that. They That's stopped. incredible. So there was like 50, 60 people there, you know, mostly not from the US. And it was, it was really interesting to, you know, and I was trying to figure out what JDA International did and things like that. And that there's these, there's all these different levels that, you know, I mean, I sort of lucked into all this stuff and sort of stumbled into all of these things, but it's hard to sort of get your head around, you know, the, in the first episode, Zach Piper and Joe Moore and I talked about what is JEDA? And it's, it's sort of depending on where you are, it's like, what part of the elephant are you touching? You know, what it, you know, it might just mean happy hours for you or Nihongo Dake dinners, or it might mean trying to figure out how to connect, you know, with the, the, the energy of the JET alumni community with the US-Japan community or with, you know, with, uh, with Japan in some way or, or, you know, providing return on JET investment in some way. So anyway, you have a pretty unique perspective because you've sort of got a toe in, in all these pieces at all these levels. And then on top of that, you're you're from Hawaii, so I assume you're you're somewhat connected with a Jetta Hawaii chapter. Yeah, whenever I go back, I, I try to to join their events. I know their vice president now, 
Chelsea Kagawan, she and I did jet together. Like we left. So actually, so let me take a step back. Like I interviewed in San Francisco, but because, you know, with the whole jet stipulations, you know, reading the, the actual contract, you would have had to, I would have had to return to San Francisco upon my return to the U.S., but because Hawaii and San Francisco left at the same time, I think they were, you know, departure B, I was able to transfer and leave from Hawaii so that upon my return from JET, I could go back back home to Hawaii. And then, and then, so what's, when you, when you do things with the chapter in Hawaii, what kinds of similarities and differences do you see with New York? Well, uh, I mean, like, a lot of the, the beach, like we had a barbecue, you know, getting in folks. Actually, I think Terry was in town for, for that one. Terry's from the, the Rocky Mountains chapter. So she oh, was Terry visiting Galvez. Hawaii. Terry Galvez, yeah. And she does, you know, like the mascot and artwork for all of, all of the, the chapters. So yeah, she was in town and then we just got a group, you know, together from Hawaii and we had a barbecue. You know, Rich, one of the, the OG Jet alumni in Hawaii okay. kind of I'm sorry? Richard K? Yeah, yeah. See, you, you, you know you know everyone, Stephen. <laughs> so it's perfect that you're hosting Facebook. this. I don't see Facebook. But yeah, I think that's something that, that hasn't been really talked about is that, you know, wherever we go, wherever I have gone, there's always JET alumni in the area. And so I think that's something that I've been fortunate enough to connect with. I know, like, for example, when I traveled to the UK uh, a few years ago, I would go and meet up with my friends that that taught with me in Totori or like when I went to Singapore when I was a current jet you know back in 2016 I met up with the current chair of Jet AI Nat and she you know took me around so I think you know that's something that that's very unique that we have in the Jet mm -hmm. alumni community is that you know wherever you go I can go and reach out to the, the local Jet alumni chapter and they will, you know, host us, even if it's for a small dinner or just one-on-one -on -one that take you out and that be really hospitable to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, in some ways we're like a university alumni association, but in some ways we're very, there's very different features and qualities, you know, and that we're bonded by this experience of all having gone and lived in Japan and usually in a, in a smaller town. And then we're distributed so widely around the world compared to uh, a university alumni associate. So, and people, you know, there's always sort of a welcoming chapter or a group you can find and go to an izakaya or get some ramen together or go do karaoke. And it always sort of works, you know? I mean, I've had those, when I went out to Seattle, I remember Sandra Stakai, who was an officer at the time, I got in touch with her and she took, she took me around and showed me all these cool parts of Seattle. It was really neat. So it's a great way to, to see the world. So, so let's see. So what are you focused on now going forward in terms of Jetta New York, in terms of anything else? Yeah, so I guess for New York, we actually just had a brainstorming session a couple of days ago. And we're trying to, you know, plan because, you know, Jatani is, you know, it's, it's spread across three different states. So it's you know, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And Jatani is a, a bit unique where we have subchapters. So we have, you know, a Pittsburgh, an active Pittsburgh subchapter, an active Philadelphia subchapter, an active New Jersey subchapter. And then there are a couple of others that I think are inactive now, like in upstate New York, for example. 
but we were trying to think like, what kind of events can we do moving forward? And something, you know, maybe you're hearing it first and some things that we're trying to think of doing <laughs> is something that I, I miss. You're hearing it here first, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news is, is what we want to do more cross chapter collaboration. Uh -huh. And so I know, you know, one of my first events, you know, in, in Jatani was going to that that summer summer camp what was it the the retreat oh yeah and it was like a, a couple hours up north of, of the city yeah uh, and, and that was a great family event that's where I met you and you know your kids came and your, your wife came and so it, you know and and someone who came from there is a uh, former country rep Dan Lowe from the New England chapter right that's right we got people from other chapters who came to that yeah, so that's something that we want to bring back. We want, you know, we want to do, you know, like I think New England is trying to do an annual ski trip. I know personally, we were before COVID, we were trying to, like Jatani was trying to go down to DC and help out with the cherry blossoms. Oh yeah, festival. yeah. I know one of my good friends out in Rocky Mountains was was doing a, I think it was a ski or snowboarding trip, Charles out there. But I don't know if, you know, I hope hope they bring that back. Just fostering more cross chapter collaboration. I think actually on the West Coast right now, maybe even like this past weekend or this upcoming weekend, you know, like the Pacific Northwest chapter and the Vancouver chapter are hosting kind of that ski uh, trip together. So that's something that that's in the works that that I'm, I personally want to be more focused on is it's getting to know more dead alumni from other chapters. Uh -huh. And let me let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. In what ways has being a, a JETA officer or having a JETA role or JETWIT role or JETAI role, how, how has that helped you in terms of your own, or has it helped you in terms of your own professional development? Oh, immensely. Uh, like I had mentioned previously, that's how I got my job. And I know actually Joe Moore coined this term the, the past couple of days. He called it JET working, <laughs> like JET networking, right? right. Okay. And so I think, I think, you know, maybe that's just, you know, our personality, Stephen, you and I are really good at, at meeting folks. And I was able to utilize the, you know, Jatani had a need, they wanted, you know, to put on some events, and I actually really enjoyed that. And so that kind of translated, Amber luckily saw that, I mean, thought like, hey, this would be like a perfect kind of role for you uh, moving forward. And so that's something that I wanted to, I want to continue moving forward is this, and that's why I mentioned the Mesha exchange that I, that's hopefully coming up, you know, at the end of this month, beginning of next month in New York, if, if any of you are out here, but, you know, just having those candid conversations with folks and just talking with people, you, cause you never know when someone's going to be like, Hey, you know, I've got this opportunity. I think you'd be a great fit. For and that's how I, you know, I landed my, my current job. And I know a lot of folks actually, they, they come up to me and they're like, yeah, right. Actually, you know, the Mace exchange or, you know, that, that job post on Jetwood was how I, I actually landed my job. So yeah, that always feels really good to hear, right? It does. And, and, and we, you know, we don't really know, right. Cause not a lot of people, I mean, we do, some of them reach out to us, like the, the people, the employers that ask us to post the jobs, luckily some of them tell us like, oh yeah, thank you so much for posting Steven and Ryan. Like we actually hired a JET alum the other day or the other week, remember? Like, Ooh, tell us who, we just want to know. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's we're just happy people. We're happy people are getting jobs, but it's also nice to know, you know, how it, who, who was out there and how it's going. Right. And, and how that this actually works. 
-hmm. like we're, we're, we're actually helping the greater Jet alumni community. I think that's my ultimate passion and goal is to help other Jet alumni along with their careers, either, you know, if it's personally, professionally, that's, that's my ultimate dream. Okay. And one last question before we wrap up, what do you miss about Totori? Gosh. So actually, because it's, I mean, of course, there's so, there's so many, but because this is more the winter season, I miss going to the onsen and then having kani nabe, uh, crab nabe, because Totori is famous this time of the year for crab. So yeah. So, so if you can get back to, to Japan and get, go to Totori around this winter time, you know, February, March, please try the kani nabe. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate having you here. Thanks for taking time out of your day. And thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen, for having me. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Jettosphere podcast, a production of jetwit.com. Special thanks to US Jet AA and Claire for their support.